This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and lover of bread, Jake Bockelman. What? I like bread. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We're back on the block for the second hour. Thank you. You can find us here every night, every night from 4 to 6 Central Standard Time. On the block with Stricken Bach. I am Jake Bakovin, and he is Eric Strickland. Oops, that's the wine. Let's reverse that. I'm Eric Strickland. That's Jake Bakovin. Thank you for joining us on the block for the second hour. Lots going on. Thirsty Thursday. Kevin Meyer, Cork and Bottle. They were in the house today. Jake Sorensen joined us in the house today. Jake Bakovin, he dropped all kinds of wine in the board today. <laughs> that so, was beer. Yeah, just I was oh, good yeah, with the yeah. wine. It was the beer, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so there's a lot going on on the block today. But we want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Big Ten, potentially. It looks like there could be some, some great and big paperwork that's coming out here uh, with a potential new contract in the bees from potentially CBS or NBC. We don't know which one it's going to be, but we know there's a bidding war going on. Fox and ESPN right now hold those rights, but those are up for grabs in the coming season. So we're looking to see what's going to happen. And will that provide options for, um, for Trev Albers to be able to make some decisions in the upcoming potential problems that exist right now with Nebraska basketball and football regarding contracts and getting rid of them. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. You know, what are the, what, what, what does it look like? What are your thoughts on it? You know, Bach, and you know, when you're talking in the bees, you're looking at some big money there that there's a little extra change. That's like some discretionary spending. You know, you may not be able to get on the plane and, and go to Italy and go to Australia and do all of that because you don't have that discretionary spending. But when you got that discretionary spending money, that extra change, there's a lot of things you can do. It creates open options for you. What do you think about the options that Nebraska now can have potentially if they want to make a move, depending on what they see the rest of the year for the Huskers? Yeah, it's fascinating, um, you know, because it, it's kind of something we've been talking about all all year, unfortunately, for Husker basketball and with Husker football. When I say all year, I mean dating back to the football season where there was talk about Scott Frost and, and his massive buyout and, and what they were going to do. And ultimately, they decided, uh, obviously, to bring him back and, and, and cut the buyout in half for what it will be next year, I believe. So um, it, it's uh, it's certainly been an obstacle before or something to kind of think about as, you know, Bill Moose. I mean, Trev Alberts inherited these contracts. The buyouts are what they are. Um, maybe Nebraska learns a lesson and you wonder about them uh, moving forward. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting um, to see how that will play out. But altogether, you know, especially with Hoiberg here, we've been talking about his $18 million buyout. I mean, $18.5 million buyout uh, and how that seemingly could, you know, kind of paralyze Nebraska into sticking with him because they, they don't have the, the flexibility to do it. Now, whether they, they did or did not before 
or after the conversation kind of pops up, it you know we we don't really know. You know, you, you kind of think about well, there's 150 million dollar addition to Memorial Stadium. How much of that do they want to keep in? Is that more important than giving another swing in the basketball um, program or, or altogether? Do they still believe in Fred Hoiberg? That's obviously uh, still in play as well. Um, but I think with this deal, which is coming up and, and should be signed in 2023, so you still have another year. The money won't be readily available, but you can start to make your plans. And I I, I think that at least in the very, you know, kind of in the very least, you would think that the TV money that would be coming toward Nebraska would just about double. Uh, I think it's somewhere close to, and, and, and don't quote me on this, but somewhere close to like $22.5 million. That's where it was, I believe, a few years ago. Um, so you're kind of thinking about that double, the potentially the possibility of having some extra money around. And, and what would you want to do that with your program? And you got to think about all your programs, um, not just the one, the, the season that we're currently in, right? Um, but naturally, you do kind of start to think about the basketball program and think, okay, before you're thinking they need just a massive donation from somebody if they're going to be able to um, probably afford uh, a buyout for Coach Hoiberg if that's what they wanted to do. Now you kind of think, okay, now they can kind of plan ahead. It's not, you know, if you're in the athletic department, don't just take uh, the word of these reports for it. You know, really do your digging. Try to figure out if that money will be on its way, right? You don't want to start spending it unless you know it's going to be there. Um, but it is something that I, I think kind of takes away um, the the – I guess the questions that have been around Fred Hoiberg and his buyout is that, you know, some people just think that's just too much to pay a guy on his way out the door. You don't want to get stuck paying, you know, paying these um, buyouts for years and years to come. Well, that looks like an, an answer, a possible answer, uh, if that is something that they're interested in doing. And for what it's worth, I think that they probably should not have made the decision on that by now. I think there's still some games to play, and, and, and you want to see how this product turns out. And, and certainly, um, you know, there, there's a lot left on the table for Nebraska. But uh, altogether, um, the, the story of the season has been written. How how you know it, it's it's not a successful season. How unsuccessful is still what has yet to be written, and you know how much of that um, kind of weighs on Trev's mind if he wants to see a push from this team at the end. If the, if he sees buy-in, if he sees potential for some of these guys coming back, starting to make a move, maybe that changes his mind, or maybe his mind um, it, it, it right now is to keep Hoiberg. But I think if anything, it just kind of gets the the big buyout excuse kind of out of the way um, because, it, it, you know, the money's coming and Nebraska is going to have uh, to have to find something to do with it as the athletic departments usually like to do is spend all the money they have. There's not, you know, a big reserve. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. Well, the Huskers are 7-18, and 1-13 in the Big Ten, and they're looking to rebound from a huge loss in Iowa rival 98-75 on last Sunday. And so they will play and get an opportunity for redemption against Maryland, who is also not a very good team. But at the same time, you know, we've seen that before where not very good teams have come in and actually given Nebraska that work. I mean, it seems like it's I feel like I'm at Six Flags or I feel like I'm at uh, Knott's Berry Farm or something uh, riding on the roller coaster rides of emotions and, and hope. And then all of a sudden you get let down. I feel like the Cowboys. You just get built up every year. Every year you get built up to get broke down. And so I'm hoping that there can be some adjustments that are being made, but that does speak well to the discussion of potential uh, options that are available at the end of the day when you're looking at a potential big payday that's coming from a, a, a TV deal. And so th those things could help. Now, there, there's some things about that that's going to weigh heavy you know, I, I, we talked in, in, in about this particular part of it. We looked at uh, uh, 
the roster that they have. We looked at who is potentially wanting to leave and who would come back. They're a very young team, so they have uh, some some new pieces coming, you know, with uh, Denim Dawson and Blaze Keita and, and some others that they've been able to bring to the to the to the to the fold. Then you've got goggles that hoping to return uh, in, in the next season. So on, on with that note, you got to think and consider what a guy like Bryce McGowan's who right now is looking in mock drafts. Some are saying first round. I throw those out the window. I don't believe that. But then also some are saying where I kind of fit him to be, and that's in the second round, probably in the early, middle second round. And then how do you sell it to him if you're not able to put the work in to give any type of hope going into the end of the season? I think that's something to consider. I mean, also looking at the turnover, who leaves, who stays, who who, who you can retain, all of those things are something to consider. But I think you've got to look and, 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 and try your best to retain them. But what if you can't? So do you think Hoiberg, if things go all to hell in a handbasket, has an opportunity to retain the likes of, of Trey or the likes of Bryce uh, for another season, even, even Walker? Or do you think they bid themselves goodbye and go to another option, which could possibly be the NBA, even if it's in the second round? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's hard to imagine. I, I think they're kind of the reports before the year was kind of, you know, that group, the, um, the you know, the Trey McGowan's, the Derek Walker's, the Latman's, we're going to give it one last ride here. Um, obviously, as, as the more you kind of age, the less potential, I guess, you are seen with when you go into um, the NBA. And I don't know if those guys are, you know, um, in in the NBA discussion, but some of them, you know, you might get into to summer league or uh, G League or you know even you know overseas. Um, you want to you might start thinking about making that move to to play professionally and make some money. So um, I, I I know before the season that was the idea. Trey McGowan's now uh, with the injury taking a large portion of his of his year and certainly taking a lot of momentum out of it by the time he was back Nebraska was buried uh right um so you you wonder if he wants to come back though the whole idea with Bryce and Trey was to play together and they just it, it feels like you know the dream didn't quite come true they played a little bit you know maybe that's enough for them um but I think that that's a huge piece in all of this is because I think I mean I, I can only speak for myself but if, you, if I think the best possibility of getting Bryce McGowan's to stay on campus is to have Fred Hoiberg back as your head coach, right? I mean, he's the guy that brought him here. Um, and I think the best possibility as well to, to bring him back would to be having, having Trey back because otherwise – I, I think that there's a possibility that if you're Bryce and you look at what kind of happened, where Nebraska went, the pressure on his shoulders here playing, right? Um, maybe he would think, maybe if I had some playmakers around me and and, and this and that, and, and, and I transferred to, you know, there'd be a lot of calls for him, right, on the transfer market. Um, so that would be a possibility for him too. But I think the fact that Trey is here, if you can recruit Trey, I think he can recruit Bryce back, right? I think that's the key. Uh, and then the other thing is just going to be what he hears and who he listens to, right? Right, because um, we do, you do have mock drafts, uh, like you said, ranging quite a bit for him. Uh, and you know, it, 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 sometimes it can be true that most teams only see him as a second rounder, um, but you only need one team to see as a first rounder. And, and if they take you, um, then there you go. There's the there's the guaranteed money, and and it's a lot of money. So that's the tough sell to him is that um, if he's fringe second round, first round, um, there's a pretty good chance that you bring him back. And and just because and, and the losing, like you said, is going to impact his draft probably his draft 
stuck because it's just not coming from a winning culture. But he's got all those numbers. He's second in the in the nation as far as freshman scoring. Uh, Paulo Banchero from from uh, uh, Duke is going to go in the you know the lottery. Um, so uh, you know, second to him is not a bad place to be. I I, I just to me it it. He's the best prospect Nebraska basketball, and I know it's been a tough year and all that stuff, but he's the best prospect that Nebraska basketball has had in a long time. When when Fred recruited him, he said that he could be, you know, they, they could change, um, you know, kind of the face of the program, and, and, and they're, they're, uh, it hasn't quite turned out that way. But, I, but, again, just the best prospect they've had in a long time, and he's showing out there on the court. If you can bring Bryce back for me, I'd sign up for another year of Hoiberg and try to and try to get him to, to take that buyout money down a little bit. I think that's going to be something that's going to be enduring to Nebraska fans if he does do that, similar to what Frost did. Yeah, I, at this point, I, I, I think if I'm Fred Hoiberg and I'm trying to hold it together, um, I'm looking at aspects of how can I, you know, basically sell myself. How can I bet on myself, right? Um, so, so I would look at those 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 situations and try to figure out how to put my team ahead of myself in this particular instance. And so, those, in those discussions with with Al, uh, Trev Albers, I, that that's that's one of the things I would be looking at. I'd be looking at how can I sell to get another run at this thing, and I've got to be able to sell it to my team. I've got to get them to believe in what I'm what I'm what I'm preaching. And then I've got to get them to stay and, and execute because my sell my sell tactic would be like. So, listen, here's where you here's where you range. Right. The narrative on you and the narrative on this team right now is not good. The best way to raise your stock and to become a lottery pick, which I believe you are, is to come back give it one more round. I believe in you. We believe in you. It it didn't go the way that we all believed it would go. But at the end of the day, change the way that they view it and come back and let's make another run at this thing. And I'm doing everything I can at that point to just give it another shot because it doesn't look good. And they want winners. NBA, all of them want winners. I mean, yeah, they'll take a chance on you, but you won't you won't get a, that high, you know, lottery pick type chance that most of the other guys are going to get because they're coming from winning programs. Become that. That's what I would be. Turn us into that. And I want you to take the leadership. Make us that. What what what's different from them than us? And I would go down each of their rosters and I would look at them collectively. And I would say, what, what makes them better than us? Nothing. They, they just do it better than us. Come back and help me to do this thing right. I mean, that, that's the way I would be trying to sell the thing. I mean, there, there's, there's no other way to look at it at this point because it doesn't look good. It doesn't bowl real. They've got another chance to try to make another run at it. They've got to give their all. They're at home against a bad team. Let's see what what happens in the upcoming uh, the game tomorrow. Well, and the Big Ten's kind of the best league to, to point to Bryce to, right? I mean, you've got guys like Keegan Murray, uh, Johnny Davis, Jaden Ivey. I think all of them are sophomores um, that have just just blown up 
uh, this year, and all of them are in lottery pick contention right now. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's kind of the thing is that, you know, it, it, we've got through this kind of era of one and done. You know, it was the same thing with high school guys where, you know, half of them are hit and miss, just like college prospects, and, and you can sink out of the league pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, and the one and done thing has, has kind of been the same thing. Maybe there's this uprising in guys that do want to stick around another year, and, and maybe, I mean, you you might need more proof than just this guy, but the most but the most recent uh, thing to look at is the Big Ten is filled with super sophomores that came back another year and have raised their profile. And, you know, I, I think the, po- the possibility is going to be there for Bryce as well. I think that he's got kind of the athleticism um, to be a lottery pick. You know, it, it just kind of needs to come along. Um, then the other sell is that, you know, maybe you're just a few pieces away. That would be a big part to me in, in, is, is retaining much of the team that they have. Maybe, you, you know, Alonzo Verge is obviously out the door. Kobe Webster is out the door. If you can bring back a majority of Latman and Derek, you know, convince Derek Walker and Trey to come back, um, because this roster it, it's not void of talent, but it's not incredibly deep. Obviously, you'd you'd bring back, um, uh, you know, goggles back from injury, right? Ramel Lloyd, hopefully, would be your true point guard. You'd be relying on 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 some young guys there. You bring in a, a big time center out of, of the JUCO ranks, so it just it could be more of a well rounded team. Um, but you know, I think the opposite of that, and th- this is why. I mean, you can't you can't make the decision completely based on one player, but I, I just I, I think that um, I, I like some of the pieces. Don't get me wrong, minus Bryce um, for another year of Hoiberg, but I, I I don't necessarily know if I'd sign up for it. Right? I don't think it has the potential without Bryce that it does with him. With him, you're you're thinking, okay, they, this is a building block. They're just a few pieces away. Maybe these are the pieces, and they've got another year, and the Big Ten's going to lose a lot of great players, and then they can get their run going. Without Bryce, you know, again, I, I, I think C.J. Welcher's going to be a really good college player, but more in his role, not necessarily as the Bryce McGowan's upside, right? Um, you know, kind of the same thing for, for some of those other guys, you know, Tamanaga in, in included, you know, uh, you know, all these guys, but it's, it, it's just, it's fascinating. Um, kind of when you, when, when you get that big time recruit and it's, it's somewhat new to Nebraska, right. But kind of how much hinges on them. And, and, and a lot of times they go and, 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 and um, go on and, and go to the league and, and, and just, maybe don't get drafted as high, don't get as much of a shot in the league, and they're out in a few years, and college teams just have to, you know, college fans, I should say, just look back and wonder what could have been. Hopefully Nebraska's not in that situation. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's that's the hope. That's the big hope, but there's definitely some money out there to be able to make a decision once that time comes, and and uh, that that's coming sooner than later at the end of the day. I mean, we're at the middle of February. March is going to be here sooner than we, we can even expect it to be, and Next thing you know, you're going to be in the Big Ten uh, tournament. So it's going to come sooner than later. So hopefully they'll be able to make the decision and uh, get make the right decision, both for the program and for themselves. So uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk with BC when we get back after this on the block. Security First Bank. We're the bank, and we make your mortgage more manageable with flexible terms, trusted advice, and competitive rates. When you work with us, we'll know your name, but we'll also get to know your home dreams, too. Security First Bank of Lincoln. Voted Best Small Bank in Nebraska by Newsweek Magazine. 
Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 505011. Old School with DP and J. And I learned this about the difference between the college game and the NFL. Every play is designed offensively and defensively for one guy to make a mistake, whether it's being out of your gap, forgetting the blitz, forgetting a check on offense, forgetting a snap count. In college, it might be explosive play, 15 yards, you know, whatever you deem as explosive yeah. play. The pros? All of them are house. All of them are <laughs> it, it may, it, The guy will hit his head on the goal, on the goal post. On uh, 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.